You ready? Let's get it. Gripping grain, switching lanes, selling cocaine out of candy thing, jamming little Wayne, got a trunk, a bang, because I'm hot, boy, got hot flame. Oh, you want balls right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, you, you want some more? Yes. All right. And my O's pay me just like baby. That's the only way they okay. can lay me. Okay, it sounds like Pimp C, but it's not. Are you sure? Is that your final answer? That is not my final answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe it is. Pimp C? Final answer. You got it. Uh, man, that was, that was some softballs on her. I thought you said you're looking for something harder, bro. Well, it sounded Hit like... Hit the parking lot, Pimp C. <laughs> Okay. There were a lot of New Orleans references in there, so I thought maybe this is cash money, but don't no one say stuff like that but pimps. (laughs) Well, this is Levels. This is Chris Ward, a.k.a. The Croc Dad. And this is Rudolph, a.k.a. Rue. And we got a special guest. Oh, yeah. Live inside the office studio. Live in color. What's your name, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to introduce me. I thought that was part of the introduction. (laughs) I just, Uh, I got to get you on your heels, man. Well, my name is Darren Griffin, and um, hopefully y'all will give me an AKA by the end of the show. That's what I'm I'm shooting for. D Griff. Yeah, okay. All right. (laughs) We might have to give him an AKA. Yeah, we might might have to do it. But yeah, we got Darren Griffin in here. Uh, this is the first time we've actually had a guest, a live guest, while we while we're recording, which is um pretty cool. Oh yeah. Um, but thanks for listening to Levels for sure. This is uh, where culture and business collide, y'all. Hey, also while you're saying that, thanks for everybody who's been subscribing. Right. The people who've been listening here lately. Um, we got one listener in like the Netherlands. Oh, recently. for real! I yeah. didn't. Know. That, that's dope. <laughs> so shout, shout out to my whoever you are. Oh, man. <laughs> you ever UGK album streams are about to skyrocket in the Netherlands. <laughs> Darren, you you travel a lot. You ever been to the Netherlands? I have not, but it's on the list. It's on yep. the list. Man. So real quick, just let the people know. Let's you know who are you? What do you do? Where are you from? Just the real, you know, quick elevator. Um, so Ooh, the basics. I? Yeah, I'm from Houston, Texas, H- originally. Okay. Grew up in Ace Town. That's why I threw that that softball with. Yeah, it was, it was a nice lob. <laughs> it was a nice lob. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Houston, and um, I've been in Austin for a while now, over ten years. And uh, I'm a writer by profession. Um, typically, men's lifestyle, fashion, sports, uh, travel, grooming, things like that, and. Um, yeah, that's kind of what my passion is, and I'm happy to be doing it for a living. That's what's up. That's awesome. How long have you been a writer? Professionally, for eight years. Is that something, you know, you just, you wake up one day, I mean, did it start in, like, fourth grade, you got an assignment, and you wrote this amazing, you, just killed sto- it. you know, and your teacher's like, you should be a writer. I mean, how did, I, it, how did I, that happen? I did have one of those moments. <laughs> um, um, I always wanted to be a writer, because my older brother who's a year and a half older than me, he was, he was a really great writer. He uh-huh. was really supremely intelligent. 
So he was one of those kids that at an early age, like maybe four or five, he was reading the Houston Chronicle. Wow. He was wow. very, very smart. So you, so you wanted to beat him out then? Yeah, of uh, course. Uh, it's just, you know, sibling yeah, rivalry. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. But um, no, so I, I always wanted to be a writer and that was, you know, something I liked to do in middle school and high school. And I did have one of those moments my senior year in high school. I had a teacher who told me that I was really talented and I should pursue it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I graduated high school in 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point in time, print media was dead. Digital media didn't really yet exist. Um, so I went to college and got a business degree and, and yeah. went into to finance because getting a degree in journalism right. at that time was just kind of silly. Right. Um, that's, and that's, um, you know, for the little that I do know about writing, I know that it's like a hard profession. Like it's somewhat cutthroat. Right. right. And one of my things or one of my questions is, you know, being that it is a cutthroat industry and you have a, um, you know, we're in a fast-paced digital age. Like, I mean, you almost have to be like a super writer, right? Just to capture people's attention. Um, I mean, what what's your experience just now versus uh, when you began writing? Is it harder? Do you have to write a certain way to make sure you're capturing people's attention? Or is it pretty consistent? Like, is it pretty easy because it's like it's been the same thing? Well, I think. I mean, just kind of dating back to before digital media was a thing, just growing up in Houston or maybe in Detroit or maybe in in New Orleans or in Louisiana, Mm -hmm. you know, for for people that look like us, there wasn't really a market there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like you wanted to write for Vibe or for Essence or for The Source. You were living in New York or you were living in Los Angeles or maybe Chicago. The main hubs. And no matter how good you were living in the South or one of these places, you weren't going to beat out someone that was already in New York or in LA. That yeah. makes sense. So digital media was a godsend for a lot mm. of writers okay. because it, it just, it Open opened up, up the world to, you know, it may just like the internet makes the world smaller blogging yeah. and, you know, digital Podcast, journalism yeah. made yeah. that world larger. It made it more accessible. Right. Um, so it, it definitely wasn't a bad thing until that market began to get oversaturated because it became this popular thing to write or to be a blogger or to be a journalist. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a problem that a lot of people face later. But, you know, it just for me in the mid 2000s, it was just like, oh, wow, I can write and nice. I can write for publications that I love and that I aspire to write for because I can just send an email with a sample of my work and they're like, all right, we're cool. We're with it. You know, mm-hmm. Um, because years before you couldn't do that. Yeah. You couldn't nice. even email someone. You had to maybe try and find the number and call them and hope somebody <laughs> would pick up the phone and actually care. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was a blessing, man. And, um, yeah, it just kind of opened up, opened things up for me and a lot of people. Nice. Man. So my bad, you got something? I, I was going to ask, do you have a, like, like, I, like, I'm not too, too familiar with like the writing, but is there a certain styles? Like, I mean, some people may write with a certain I don't know, maybe a tone or do you have a certain style in your writing or? Um, I think most writers have, you know, a particular prose that maybe they, you know, patterned after someone they love, like, Mm. you know, a a Baldwin or or somebody like that. Mm. And then, you know, they're just traditional industry styles like Chicago or AP. If you're a very traditional journalist and there is like an authoritative tone Mm. or an opinionated tone or an informational tone and I think when you're writing or blogging and writing to a larger audience, you kind of have to encapsulate multiple things, mm-hmm. right? To to kind of resonate with a wider okay. audience. Um, so it really depends on what you're writing, but I think you kind of 
it can pull from your favorites, from people who inspire you and kind of craft your own original prose around that, around what, those inspirations. What would you say is your, your pro? Um, I like storytelling. So mm, the things I like good. to write about, you know, tend to revolve around a story or something that I'm familiar with so I can really play it out because I, I like to write long-winded. So I want to tell a story. I want all the details. I want mm. all the little bits and pieces, like the the, the, the fast writing or yeah. very, you know, short prose is, is cool, but that's not really my thing. Mm. I want to break out a story. Yeah. See, I, I always find that fascinating because uh, we're just write, writers in general. Um because you have to you have to incorporate like both sides of your brain, you know, like mm -hmm. the creative side, which is like, you know, the storytelling, like you were saying, but also like the analytical side, because you mm -hmm. need all the right. details and you mesh them together. That's that's super fascinating. I like that a lot. But yeah. also, oh, go ahead. My bad. No, I was going to say that's kind of the fun part about it, Yeah, which is also challenging at times. But I think that's, you know, kind of the magic in writing, kind of putting it together. And sometimes you get it right. And sometimes you don't quite hit it. But yeah. You know, that's that's what you're striving for. So oh, I'm bad. Go ahead. My bad. I'm just oh, like you, you ready to go. Chris <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> go ahead, brother. Go ahead. No, um, one of my questions is as a writer, do you find that you're always just observing everything? Mm -hmm. Every like every situation that oh, you're in, you're absolutely. just like all you know, writers are just extremely nosy. Mm -hmm. Or curious is probably a better word. <laughs> but we're like super nosy. If you're not asking a million questions, mm -hmm. you're observing a million different things and just kind of indexing everything in your mind. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I used to do that a lot and would forget things. So I had to, <laughs> you know, down. write things down or take notes on my phone. Especially if, you know, I'm interviewing somebody or I'm at an event that I need to recap. You know, I'm always kind of taking notes and jotting things mm -hmm. down because right. I don't always have an opportunity to ask the questions I want. So I need to be able to, to, to remember things that way. Remember it how I felt it in the moment. Mm. Not just kind of like the whole of the thing. I need to remember the small details oh, because that's, that's what, you know, sets your writing apart. That's true. Or your story apart if you're in, mm. a, you know, maybe a room with 20 other yeah. people in the media it's got to be one thing or one angle that you have that somebody else doesn't have. Man, that's deep right there. I'm, I, I'm just thinking about it like, I'm thinking about things I've read and like books I've read that allowed me to just transform my mind. Not transform my mind. Let me, let me I guess better word would be, um, I forget where I was and mm. get lost in the, yeah, the right. words, you know, and that, that lost that, in that sauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I'm just like that. That's a, that's a, that's a talent, bro. Like, yeah. I'm just thinking, like, I never, like you can lost in the music, you know, you listen right. to stuff and, and, but it's the same, same kind of feeling when you get lost in the words of a, of a story. That's, right. That's yeah. cool. That's yeah. dope. So I want to put you on the spot. Okay. Um, one of our questions that we ask, um, uh, Folks who are from Austin or been to, been Austin, to Austin, you know, if they had to pick, uh -oh. if they had to pick a place on Sixth Street, where would it be? Would it be West Six? Would it be Dirty Six? Or would it be East Six? Now the the second, so you have to pick one. You have to pick one one place or one just no pocket. Just like if you were just to be hanging out in Austin, like if you had to pick one spot to hang on out. Sixth Street, would it be on Dirty Six? Would it be on East Six or West? Or would it be on West Six? And then. <laughs> The spot, this is where I'm putting you on the spot. Give me just a couple of like stuff you've observed, you know, like on that particular spot. If it's Wessex, like, oh, you know, I'm sitting on Rio Grande and 
I saw this. Oh, okay. And da, 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 da. Tell, like some detail, tell us the like, story. In your t- if you can, I don't. Yeah. It's, it's almost like I'm asking like a rapper to like freestyle. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> I know you are. That's exactly I, what I was thinking. Um, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, he's good about putting on the spot. Yeah, you. you don't mean that. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but no, I I guess I would probably say. You know what? Currently. I will say E6. Okay. But what I will say and explain is Dirty Six. Okay. Mm. And I'll say that because when I went to college, I went to Blinn Junior College, which is in a small town, Brenham, just maybe 45 minutes outside of Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I moved to Austin was because my college roommate at the time was from here. Okay. Mm. And we would come to Austin uh, for Texas Relays oh, yeah. Yeah. and South by Southwest right, and, and right. stuff like that. So, um, and we also had a, a friend who played basketball at Houston Tillerson. Mm-hmm. So we would come down for events. And, you know, when we would come down, we would go to 36 because yeah, yeah, we yeah. were younger and in college and that's what people did. <laughs> exactly. Um, so in a lot of ways, that's, you know, what brought me here. Right. There were other things that kept me here, but that's what originally brought me here. Mm. Um, so we would just go to, you know, to Shakespeare's and to the mm. library and to, um, uh, Buffalo Billiards and, j- and yeah, just kick yeah. it. And that was kind of my first um, experience, you know, as, as a young person in Austin and just kind of kicking it and be like, oh, okay, I, I could I could live here. I yeah, could, yeah, you yeah. know, spend more time here. So, yeah, I would say Dirty Six as a young me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. current yeah. you, you're like East. Oh, yeah, no, I can't do it now. <laughs> I can't do it now. That's problematic. <laughs> Everybody, even we said the same thing, East you Six. said the exact same thing. East Six. Everybody's like E6. That's the spot. I mean, but, I mean, what, I mean, Dirty Six would brought me here, and for me, I made a transition from Dirty to to West, and then lies. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy that it happens. But um, let's take us, if you would, take us back to to. I know you mentioned college, but take us back to high school. Mm-hmm. Um, who were you in, in high school? Like, were you that that? I know you said. I know you. Said, we ran track, but did you? Like, were you a cool jock or were you like the cool kid? Like, oh, like I know you got some, like, like I know you got a nice, like, you know, style about you. I know you, like, were you that guy, like, I always had the, always had the kicks or were you like the, the nerd or who um, were you in high school? So I was, I ran track and I played basketball. Um, so I was a bit of a jock, but I don't, I don't, I don't think I acted like a jock because I was, I was pretty reserved. Mm. I wasn't, I was popular, but in large part, that's because, you know, it was me and my brother and my mom. Mm-hmm. So we moved around quite a bit. So I went to three different middle schools, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, because we were oh, always wow. moving around trying to find the, the cheapest the rent. Yeah. Um, so I went to three different uh, middle schools, and we moved around quite a bit while I was in high school, but, you know, we didn't move out of the district, so I yeah. got to go to the same high school. So because of that, I knew everybody, because I played basketball and because I went to every middle school in, uh, <laughs> in, 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 um, in the SWAT, <laughs> which is, you know, Southwest A Leaf, yeah, uh, Texas, that, in that's, Houston. That's where uh, Toby. Toby's, Toby's from, from the there. Uh, Lizzo. Yeah. A lot of people. Lizzo. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know Lizzo was either. Yeah. I, mean, I know Toby. I've been listening <laughs> to him for for a minute. Yeah. Toby's is is awesome. But um, yeah. So I was popular and I played basketball, so I knew everybody. But I was pretty I was pretty reserved. Mm-hmm. So I kind of knew everybody, but I wasn't always talking to everybody. So I was kind of a a popular outsider, if that mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, I know what you mean. But yeah, I was I was into um, 
you know, fashion and things like that. I was, mm-hmm. you know, teaching myself how to sew. I was already thrifting clothes yeah. and, you know, buying things, taking it apart, trying to put it back together, you know, cutting lawns and stuff like that to go hustle. to Sharpstown Mall to buy Jordans. You got hustle, baby. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was, you know, kind of starting to touch on the things that I would, you know, later write about, right. which was basketball, which was fashion, which was sneakers, which was, you know, traveling. And I wasn't traveling at the time, but, you know, that was what I was reading about. That's what I was aspiring yeah. to do. So I was kind of starting to learn and, you know, even to, to, to your hometown, I had a I had an uncle um, who lived in New Orleans really? and worked for Cash Money uh, oh, Records oh, in like the, the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. So Let we would go out. to Essence Fest and Jazz Fest all the time. And, you know, as, as a high school kid, for me, I was just hanging out with BG and Juvenile. Dang. No. So absolutely. No. Dang. Yeah. BG came to my house for Thanksgiving (laughs) once. True story. My uncle, uncle, after he left Cash Money, because, you know, like most people who left that record label during the time, he was not getting paid. Yeah. yeah. Um, But when he left, he managed BG and another local artist named Lack. Mm. So, uh, yeah, they were just around when he came into town to, you know, see, um, you know, my mom and grandma. So I was kind of touching on this world a little bit that I kind of would right. later be very exposed to. Right, right, right. This, this dude saying he was breaking bread with BG <laughs> and and at the same time he was like he was the popular but he was he was he was really like in the scene like that. <laughs> yeah. just, I didn't know how cool it was at <laughs> yes. the time. I mean I did but I didn't. Mm. Come on man. I had no idea. <laughs> just break breaking bread with your boy. Just yeah, no, no big deal. Just chilling. Just chilling. <laughs> just, just cruising. So with the whole writing, um, tell us what you're writing about. I do know, and you hooked me up with uh, our. I was on IG. What your IG is like live, bro? Oh, oh appreciate bro. it. Like no, for real. <laughs> yeah. Before before you answer that question that he just asked, let's dive into the IG because I'm like <laughs> like I, I was aesthetic on there, bro. Is, is like, nice. Because you you were you were you were saying like you you like the. The, the storytelling mm-hmm. and your IG is a, is a freaking story. Mm. Oh, appreciate it, man. Yeah. Now, like that, like that's a big compliment no, for, <laughs> for, for real. Like now I'm just like, I was just going through it. And I was like, dang, like I'm, I like you almost get lost. Cause you're like, man, w- like what's, what's next? It's what's like, next? Yeah. like, like he either got like a, like this, this, this kick right here. Like you got sneakers <laughs> for days. I'm looking at <laughs> yeah. it. And then I'm like, okay, well like what's where he's going to be next. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. that's, that's, it's, it, like it, 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 it attracts my attention. You know what I mean? Oh, appreciate it's, it's dope. it, man. Do you? Do you? I guess. Um, I guess. Do you call? Do you consider yourself an influencer? Mm. <laughs> man, that's that's tough you because <laughs> you know I. You know it's tough because that term has such a, a negative connotation yeah, right, right. now. True. But I don't necessarily think it's a negative thing. Not right. At all. Right. Not at all. Um, so, it, you know, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier in terms of, you know, writing or being a journalist or a blogger kind of became a cool thing. Yeah. And that market really quickly got oversaturated. Right. So um, with social media, it's kind of the same thing. Everybody right. wanted to have an Instagram. Now everybody has an Instagram so they can maybe be an influencer yeah, or something. Right. Uh, so it, it's kind of a weird space. And 
I mean, but the same thing is, is like people want to be influenced, but they don't really know what to influence. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's the problem. Yeah. Or or their approach to it is is not actually based on influence, but as a means to generate income. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. But even remember, we were talking about like, I feel like everybody has not on the social aspect, but Everyone has everybody influence. has influence. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might right. have somebody that, that looks up to you and you don't even know it. Um, and I think obviously that's like a much bigger scale and it does have like a negative connotation to it because you see like a lot of these people, you know, they just travel and, you know, I was talking to some, a guy, my spot counter cafe. <laughs> oh man. The and mayor over yeah, there. For real. For we real. were, we were talking about, you know, just how people, you know, when you look at social media, you look at, it's basically you're getting a highlight reel, reel yeah. you know, of yeah, everybody's absolutely. life. You're not seeing all the the heartbreak and the low periods mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, you know, the interesting thing about that is now that's starting to become a sellable like your authentic- trait. Yeah, yeah, your authenticity yeah, of yeah, just yeah. like, oh, yeah. oh I'm I, like, it's kind of like monetizing, you know, your hurt and your yes. pain and things like that. And it's such a weird concept, <laughs> but it's it's valuable now you know, it's, it's valuable because I, I think we had a conversation about this recently but people respect vulnerability mm-hmm. like that's yes. that's what people fall in love yeah. with that's what people like just love love, love hearing about because it shows that you're not a robot mm-hmm. right and, and you, you're relatable right right yeah right. so um with the with the go ahead oh my, my, my bad I, I was i was gonna ask so like do you do you see consider yourself an influencer <laughs> <laughs> like, I, you know it's just it, it sounds pretentious to answer that question mm. with a yes um but you know to chris's point i think everybody is an influencer and mm-hmm. in in that space yes i have done some influencer work with brands or with companies and things like that and it is a it is a, a blessing and it's a cool thing for someone to recognize you and right. pay you for that or yeah. fly you somewhere because right. they think you have something of value. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess I would say that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it's certainly not something that, that you, you know, I, I feel like. Wall about, right. Yeah. I know. don't feel like it sets me apart from yeah. from anybody else. What what is social media to you? Um, I guess it depends on what um what you use it for mm-hmm. uh and if it's what platform it is if it's twitter or instagram or you know now tiktok mm-hmm. um you know for me it, again it goes back to to digital media it, it just it's kind of a way to make the world smaller right mm-hmm. to okay. connect with people in la and in new york and yeah. in australia and in japan the netherlands and and, <laughs> and, the, the, and netherlands. the one homie in the netherlands um <laughs> But yeah, I think it's a way to to connect. And, you know, I think the initial concept of the Internet, you know, of the web for me was to um, democratize us, mm. to to allow us to be who we are and to allow us to think freely and right. kind of represent ourselves in our own way. So speaking of that, um, and I'm going to just ditch my other question because I just sparked something. <laughs> All right. It allows, it, it allows, you know, you said it allows us to like speak your voice, right? Uh-huh. What do you think about cancel culture? Mm. Like one of the, so here's a, here's a situation that I had. I, recently. I, I know where you're going with so this. Here, no, no. So here's a situation <laughs> I had recently. Yeah. Like I was, um, I help out at church, right? Mm-hmm. Set up, tear down. It's a ch- upstart, whatever. And there was like a little placard like that. What I have on the wall right there that 
somebody wrote something on it was like okay you know treat people the like treat people how um chick-fil-a they, how they do at chick-fil-a yeah. right <laughs> yeah. and i from what i gathered from that and you know here in chick here in texas like chick-fil-a is very prevalent right yeah so what i gather from that is just like the the service like they do have amazing service absolutely however you know at the their the corporate or overlords have you know views about you know the lbg community yeah, right right yeah um so i posted that and somebody one of my friends said something it was not a big deal but it kind of like for a split second i had to like say man like i have to watch what i'm saying you know especially with being a business owner and absolutely you know, doing so like I have to watch what I'm saying because it could be taken out of context. And then all of a sudden, like people are like, no, let's not do business with that guy. Right. Like, what do you think about the whole cancel culture deal? Um, I mean, is it, is it a thing? Is it, I mean, it's, it's extremely damaging. Mm -hmm. Um, because by and large, you know, these ideas are based on, a very small amount of information. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, so I just, I don't know. And you, you know, you talk about um, helping out at your church yeah. and, and that message being present in a church. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, you think and about it, that and, yeah. and, and, and you think about, re- that, you think about, right. right. You right. think about redemption and being yeah. able to repent and, right. and people having second chances and third yeah. chances. And, you know, I think about that as a black man and in black culture where, you know, as long as I can remember with myself, with my uncles, with my dad, with my granddad, their message was always, hey, hey, you know, as a black man, you only get to fail once, mm. maybe twice. So for, <laughs> you know, for black people to be very, yeah. very present in cancel culture on like black Twitter and things like that, I don't really think we're thinking about the historical context mm. of how we are canceled yeah. all the time. Damn. Man. <laughs> that just got deep. So right. again, I think it's very damaging, and we need to act, really think about that. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. I think people do things that are wrong and unjust and and just right. mean, or however you want to state it, and they should have to apologize or repent for whatever it is that they did. Right, but. You know, I don't. I, I just human, don't right? think we have to be so heavy handed. Like we're, right. it's just like you're I mean, done. You say something wrong, you're we're done. With I mean, because it's, right. ca- it's causing people to to um, not want to take a side in anything. Mm, right. Exactly. You got to play the you got to play the gray area. Yeah. You yeah. Know, you can't be black or white. Yeah. And it's just like, why do I have to choose a side? I mean, yeah. I mean, and why can't I be a dynamic? you know, thinker or, or right. exactly. multi-dimensional, I should say. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I don't know why we can't be, be biased about things. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Why can't something be wrong, but not an end all be all. And, you know, just because something is right, doesn't mean that it always will be right. Exactly. And I think we're, we're learning that now as, as a culture where we're growing and, you know, we're more, we're more sensitive in some ways and more empathetic. I think, you know, generation Z you know, you don't see like crazy um, bullying in school anymore like you used to see when we were younger. Like <laughs> growing yeah. up in Houston, if, you know, not to get off, but if if, if you were gay, you yeah. were just right, right. a leper. If you were assumed to be right. gay or oh, lesbian, man. you know, and obviously that's not the case anymore. And I, I think we have to appreciate that growth and, and cancel culture is, is a, a huge step back. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
With that being said, what about Mr. Yeezy? Hey, yeah. <laughs> he just got this. I mean, that's like a perfect segue. You know, he, he had his stuff with Trump, you know. Um, and he, I'm going to just. He I'm, still has his stuff right, right, right. with Trump. So I'm going I'm to I'm just say it right now, right here. Like, I'm a Kanye fan. I'm a, I'm probably You're a current a, Kanye I'm a, fan. Yeah. I'm going to okay. say it. I'm going to put myself out there. You okay. know, I'm going to. Now. I can separate. My man like, Rube just took a drink. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you going to say now? <laughs> Pulling it, pull it like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm a fan. I mean, right. I understand yeah. everybody has flaws. And I, I can't, like, I'm not saying, like, yeah, I support you, Yeezy, with, with well, your whole stance. So, so you're saying that the, the larger problem with him is a flaw. So let's. Let's unpack that. Let's unpack it. You're saying his his views, the way he's acting, the things that he said is is a is a personality flaw. I don't, man. I really, I think Kanye is borderline crazy, and <laughs> and and also too. If I look at everything that dude's done, just music, like all right, let's take away just who he is. Like let's just musically, he's done something. Every time, and there's always been the thing, the trend that I always see with him is there's always some stunt, some ploy. There's always a stunt before Absolutely. before album drops, like all before the time. Before some shoes, before yeah. some clothes, and so right. yeah, I kind of look at it from that perspective, and I'm not saying like what he's doing is right. He's probably it's not the right way to go about it. Right. I, so let's make that straight. Like I don't agree with the whole rubbing shoulders with and i you know i gotta watch what i'm saying on that but like i don't necessarily agree with that because some of the things that you're saying is like damaging to us as a community black folks um but you know like the new album is fire i mean and so but i and i'm just i haven't heard it and i'm not like one of those guys where it's just like you know the whole r kelly thing was like well this music bang i'm just like no like (laughs) i'm sorry kelly i'm sorry kels like yeah I, i gotta this is no for me, big dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you. <laughs> but you know, in the Kanye thing for me, it's it's tough, and and I personally haven't canceled him, mm-hmm. but I'm I am not dealing with him right now. Right, 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 right. He has he has an opportunity to sure. redeem himself. But the way he is manipulating black culture by leaning into church culture and mm. how heavily black people rely on religion yeah. and tying that into forgiveness and repentance and forgiving him with this Sunday service stuff yeah. is, man, it is to me, and I'm just speaking for myself, it is extremely manipulative and I'm not, I'm not rolling. I think it initially started as something strategic to manipulate and mm-hmm. now for him i think it's turned into something that's actually positive and probably is helping a lot of people mm-hmm. but the premise of it is is yeah. a problem for me and that's the yeah. thing is like we really we're not in those rooms we're not like no you know strategizing so you can only all you have to go off is just the actions right right and sometimes or, and how you and how it makes you feel exactly right and sometimes i mean you you're forced to pick a side on things and i mean to each his own you know i'm I'm not gonna if anybody who hates him like cool if anybody loves him cool Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i'm still gonna listen to music i'm not gonna just completely cancel it just yet i'm not at that stage but yeah you know some things that were said was just like 
all right, yay, come on, bro. Like he's I'm, like that one, that one cousin, you know, that just be right. spouting off, and you just like know you about to fight. Bro. Like you know he wrong, bro. but sometimes just messing you, up the family. But you know you're like, man, oh, yeah. like I'm. Yeah. <laughs> everybody got that cousin though, right? Everybody got that cousin. But anyways, <laughs> I, I I'm I'm not listening to the music right now. The shoes that I had of his, I you didn't burn them. Did I you? absolutely I gave them away. You gave them oh, away, really? Yeah. I'm not I'm 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 not saying I'll never listen to his music yeah, yeah, again yeah. or anything mm-hmm. like that, but right now I'm I'm not gonna support him. No, that's good. And that's just me. But yeah. again, that's not me judging anybody who right, is. Right, right. That's yeah. that's it stops with me. Mm-hmm. Right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Man. And I'm not mad at you about that. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. Um w- w- one question I wanted to ask, because um, I mean I do I mean I, I like I said, I do appreciate like what what you what you're doing on on, on Insta and everything. Um would you it's it's one of our topics actually uh would you consider yourself a producer or a consumer probably a little bit of both okay i think we're all customers for Mm -hmm. sure for sure for sure to a to a very large degree for Mm -hmm. sure um but if you are in a position to influence people whether it be with your writing or your art or your design or your creations you are a producer of sorts Mm -hmm. um so yeah, I would I would probably say say both. Um, hopefully, more producer than a consumer, but <laughs> you know. No, no, like like and, and for me, when we we had, like went kind of down that rabbit hole uh, with each other, I felt like we have to be um, a mixture of both. Like we we are consuming this this you know internet, this electricity. Like yeah. we're assuming like we're consuming. Each each other's thoughts and this and bourbon. vibes <laughs> and vibes, bourbon, yeah, the, the vibes, the good but vibes. But you know, to to that point, I think you have to be a, a consumer to at some point produce, yeah, because you have to know what right. moves Man. people, what right. you know, people want or what they don't want. 100%. So, yeah, you got to experience it first, right? 100%. Tell me, is it localer? Is that am I saying that right? Yes. Good job. Tell, tell me. Everybody messes that up. I, I practice a little bit. Oh, I yeah. usually mess up a lot of things. So I had to practice. Um, you you mentioned that to me. And then um, we actually, I checked it out. And then the wife and I went out to, on a date night to that Korean ra- uh, restaurant that you wrote about. Oh, um, I can't, nice. I don't remember what it's called. It's like Osei or Osei. I can't remember. Osaka on Cesar Chavez. Is it Cesar Chavez? East. Yes. Yeah, 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 nice. yeah, yeah. That spot was banging. Nice. And got some sake and really? the juice box. And the juice box. Uh-huh. Yeah, nice, but tell us about that whole how uh, that come about. I mean So Localer is a Austin based startup that one of my good friends, um, Joe Spearman started back in two thousand thirteen. Mm-hmm. And the the premise is that uh when you travel, when you go somewhere um, Localer provides you with recommendations of what to do when you're in that city, but not based on maybe like a Yelp review or something like that, but what people like the three of us would do mm. if we're at home. Gotcha. So if you're yeah. from New Orleans, um, it would be like, hey, where to go to have the best um, crawfish or where to go yeah. to have the best etouffee or you know, mm-hmm. where to go to hear the best bounce music or, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. from a person who actually has some say in the matter. Right. I like um, that. So it started here in Austin, and now they're in, uh, um, you know, 150 cities across across the globe, and, you That's know, big, on pretty much every continent. That's and um, I was, you know, fortunate enough to to write for them early on, mm-hmm. and um, later on be uh, an investor and on their awesome, advisory man. board. 
Congratulations. We need to get up. Yeah. Nah, there's a couple of Money I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, it just started out, you know, with, you know, a friendship, but, mm-hmm. you know, it just kind of goes back to something we always say within our community is just, you know, support your people, support yeah, your friends. And, right. you know, sometimes it, that means, you know, putting your money where your mouth is. Mm. Preach. Man. <laughs> need, need to say it to a few few people I know. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, and that's something that even it's a it's a thing in our community where it's like, oh, we don't support, you know, we don't support. Yeah. And right. That's not necessarily true. And I, I think we do, but also yeah. too, sometimes like some of the like I was listening, there's a friend of mine, she went on the rant talking about just her experience with like get beauty salon and you mm. know, they want you here at a certain time and if you're a minute late it's 15 bucks per minute and you know you got all these requirements about what you can't and can't do and it's just like man you ain't not, she says y'all ain't hollywood like <laughs> you know you're not providing that service that demands this type of treatment you know gotcha. and so like it's this tough thing where it's like man yeah that how do you i mean that's tough that's how do you support that because you know? people that's tough because i understand one side of that but yeah. on the, the other uh, the opposite end of that equation people take advantage of things no you're right, right. there you're are right. reasons why you know you can't cancel your you know your dentist appointment on the day of right because you're you're making them lose money and yeah. someone right. else they could have been doing a filling or cleaning their teeth or yeah. something like that you exactly. can't you can't do people like that. Right. Right. And right, I right. think that's where those fail safes come from. Mm-hmm. That that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, sometimes it could be like kind of extreme. It could be right. extreme. But yeah. I mean, some like as a business owner, you kind you kind of got to put some like put some things in place just for that reason. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. That's what's up. <laughs> My next question, you got to you got to No, you you go, you go you go next. So um, your involvement with the advisory like what's what's that entail? I mean, is that just more like hey, strategic Here's what we want to do planning or can you, uh yeah can you talk about that at all or is yeah i mean it's just generally it's, it's strategic planning mm-hmm. um they're obviously like a travel-based company yeah. so it's kind of um researching and identifying market trends um you know checking out competitors see what's happening yeah. in that in that market um you know ideating you know ideas for for content for yeah. partnerships and, you know, just generally providing, you know, any insight that you do have on, yeah. you know, how the company can move forward and be more profitable or, you know, retain its users or convert, right. you know, unique users or unique visitors, so to speak. And you you said you're a freelance writer. <laughs> That's I am you, a freelance writer. <laughs> but you got you got other bags, man. That's awesome, brother. Man, it's, it's you know, it's a blessing. blessing. Yeah, blessing. you just blessing. How do you like even manage all your like like, mm, like juggle all that? Because uh, I mean, like like I we, we did talk about it. And, you know, you had a lot going on, and yeah, I mean, I'm you, sure y'all can both you know speak to that. We're trying you to just, figure. I'm figuring. Yeah, it out. we're trying to figure uh, it out. We're figuring one it day out. at a time, right yeah. now. Google Calendar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, you know, I. What does the average day look like? Um, it it really depends. Um, right now I'm doing kind of some some full time freelance work for, um, a, a local startup, and they're kind of um like a visual planning company. So mm. their their premise is based around, um, allowing people to automate and edit and pre schedule, um, Instagram posts or stories or mm. tweets or Pinterest pins and. Mm. 
and all these things. So I do marketing and um, content writing for them um, five days a week. And then in the morning before I go there and in the evenings after I leave there, it's kind of a five day a week gig. I work on my freelance writing, work on pitches for upcoming work and, you know, anything else I have in the, in, in the pipeline. But I am extremely forgetful, so I have to write everything down at night and mm. check things off as I go through the day or else I will absolutely forget. Yeah. So it's it's very old school. I just have notepads and I write down what I'm doing and try and check it off as I get, get past it. I don't have any super yeah. modern, streamlined yeah. way of going about things. I really just have to write it down. And usually that's the best. I mean, sometimes I get overwhelmed with yeah, same like here. all the... Yeah gadgets and gadgets that are going to help streamline what you're doing and it ends up being more work than just picking up a pen right right yeah writing down. i mean you can see right here i got my dry erase board and i just got task yeah tasks. absolutely like, and yeah and i just look at it all right i gotta knock that out you know megan um, megan hasig i got i got papers everywhere <laughs> i'm taking notes i'm just like okay scratch it off just throw it over here and oh it's crazy but there's something about um definitely keeping like putting pen to the paper oh for sure um, yeah one of the things i actually want to work on and i let's just find the time but is actually like journaling especially like right now in mm-hmm. this phase like you know i'm a new dad you know trying to start you know get the business off the ground right. there's just like talking we're doing about the podcast, like, the, uh, I mean, like like doing like a, a autobiography not necessarily like i just stuff? i feel like for i'm a you know we always say for us, the community, right. black folks, like we don't have a whole lot of written history. Um, well, yeah, we don't. And so I think it'd be cool. And like, you know, this is one of the things that, you know, one of my like guys, Gary V talks about like vlogging and what, you know, just like documenting, documenting. Right. And like, that's right. kind of why like, let's do the podcast type deal. But you know, there's something, there's nothing like seeing a handwritten note and, sure. You know, when my when Olivia's like forty, seeing like you know no, stuff no I'm writing right now, like that'll Damn. be like that's incredible. Damn. You know, yeah, like so true. I want to challenge myself to do that, and it's but I understand like man, that's gonna take some work because I'm not a writer. You know, um, sounds like a new ten day. I, I, <laughs> I don't even do my. But you know, <sighs> the interesting thing about that is like you know, in terms of of being a writer, that's. You know, I think we think about that as that's what journaling is, but it's not really that. It's actually just getting getting the ideas out. Yeah. It's not the prose. It doesn't have to be clean. It doesn't even have to be in, you know, proper structure or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. anything like that. You know, what's important is, you know, like you said, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, your daughter seeing that. And maybe she picks up your businesses and yeah. manages it and yeah. she can see every step that you Right, took. right, and, right. You know, my daughter is older. She's, mm. um, you know, a, a teenager. Wow. So it's what's that like? Even more important yeah. for me. Oh, what's that's that like? You know, I was just that's talking to her earlier. Right I just, I just sent her some money for, um, <laughs> for driver's ed. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Man, she's about to be on on those streets right now. Make you nervous? It makes me extremely nervous. Yeah. Because she don't know what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. Yeah. Um, you got to put her on game. I do. But, you know, that's kind of the, the thing, too. And, you know, she she does. She enjoys reading, but I don't, she doesn't have any aspirations to be a writer or anything yeah. like that. And and that's completely fine with me. I want her to do what it is that she wants to do. Mm-hmm. But it's still important for me to have documentation of my ideas yeah. and my thoughts and what I was going through and 
experiences mm. that I had um, just so she can have that. You know, my, my dad passed away in 2016 mm-hmm. and we had, you know, long gaps where we were at odds and, you mm-hmm. know, we made amends in, in, you know, the months before he passed, he yeah. had um, uh, liver cancer. Mm. But, you know, I, I can't get those years back that we missed. Mm. Because, you know, we were both very stubborn. Mm. But, you know, also there's not really any documentation of, yeah, you know. No tax. No, yeah, yeah. Of, of what, you know, he was going through, what he was dealing with, or mm. what he was excited about, mm. or what he was looking forward to. Yeah. I, You know, I got some of that in talking to him and spending time with him. But, you know, I, I have no yeah. context for what he was feeling like in a year that we missed maybe last decade you know I, I you know I, I don't know that and I, I i may never know that but and that is, I that's something I, that we like we we like talked about amongst each, amongst each other me and uh chris or chris and i um is that that feeling of i guess wishing we had that opportunity just to ask ask our fathers like you know that question like, yeah or even like just that question of like what what is it what do I do in this situation? Or like, what is it like to be in this particular situation in life as a man? Right. Um, because both of us, I lost my dad when I was 19 and, and Chris lost, lost his when he was even younger. Four, yeah. At four years old. So yeah. like, like we, we kind of dive deep into kind of that topic of man, like just having, having that, that guidance around um, to be able to, to ask for, Hey, what, what do I do? Like I'm lost. <laughs> right. I'm like, you know what I mean? Or even, like yeah. just what, like relationships yeah. or life or whatever. And you know, it's interesting. And I think this is something that we can certainly be proud of is how far we've come as a generation in terms of, you know, even thinking about yeah. journaling and expressing our right. feelings. Our fathers and grandfathers, that wasn't something <laughs> that they did. And that right. wasn't something what that they... What do you they... mean you want me to write something down? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, the only way you got something out of your uncles or your granddad is if you like you know, went in the house and, and got him a beer and hung mm, out while they were, yeah, you know, fixing right, the car right, or right, something right. like that. And yeah. they would just, you know, kind of sprout off stuff because yeah, you were with them while they were doing something manly. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, they weren't, you know, journaling or, yeah. or writing anything down. That that wasn't a part of what we used to think being a strong man was. Yeah, yeah. Um, never talk about their feelings. Yeah. It never, it never happened. Right. That was, again, going back to how it was when, you know, we were in high school and, you know, you, you couldn't have any gay friends yeah, or right. you couldn't have any lesbian. You know, it's yeah. just, it was something that was considered right. un, unmanly or unmasculine. Yeah. And really, it was just the, the, what we know now is just toxic masculinity. Mm. But at the time, Man. we, you know, we weren't, we just weren't that advanced. Right. Man, that's so true. That's so true. Dropping these bombs out here. I, I know, man. <laughs> I know. Like, we went down the path I didn't even expect to be going down. I, yeah, well, I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it, it's funny because, like, sometimes when we prep for the show and um, the the couple of times, so we have, a, a like, an episode or two that we have not, like, released. It's like, yeah. right. it's the lost tapes, you know. It's just like, <laughs> right. It was us just kind of figuring things out. And we went back and listened to them. It's like, man, this is live because... We were literally just freestyling yeah. the entire time, whole, and it was just more whole episode. Uh, authentic conversation. Where right. it's like some of the stuff that we do, like we're kind of, I wouldn't say on script, but it's like there's a, a formula to it. And Absolutely, you have to hit these yeah. lines, and right. you know, we find that when we have like that's kind of why I just wanted to do this format, where it's just more of a conversation instead of like mm-hmm. you know, our normal show, and just kind of chop it up. 
and kind of see where it goes. Um, Man. So on a, I guess a, a lighter note, you said you're, you know, you got the, you're doing a podcast and you got the homies. Y'all talk about basketball. Mm-hmm. NBA is looking pretty interesting this season. Right. So uh, fun. This year. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> Who's your team right now? Oh, I'm the Rockets, obviously. Ah, so Houston, Houston, yeah. Houston town. With, so, uh, what's that boy's name with the beard in the oh. strip clubs? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Just the heart himself. Yeah. So, so, so you are a fan of having Russell over, or how you feel about? Um, that? I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I like him as a player. I'm a bit yeah. in, indifferent in terms of how he fits on the team and then Mike D'Antoni's system. Right, right. Um, but as a player, he's obviously extremely talented. Oh, no, I, I, mean, I don't think anyone One of the best could, point guards out there, but... Right, I don't think you could say anything other than that, that he's he, one of the best point guards out there. Um, but, but having, like, him, like, as a team, like, like on the team, like, wouldn't that, you think, hinder the rest of the team kind of clicking? You know, it's counterproductive in the sense that what makes the Rockets offense good is that um, James kind of handles the ball quite a bit and it slows things down. True, true. And Russ <laughs> kind of handles the ball. <laughs> <laughs> he caught that, huh? Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Just a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, James dominates the ball, yeah. so it slows things down a bit. And what I've seen this year is that um, Russ is obviously extremely fast. Oh, for and sure. And they can't be as productive at that pace. Mm. Um, the Rockets now are a bit of an older team. Yeah. And playing at the pace that Russ plays at <laughs> every possession, <laughs> their shooting percentages are down. Mm. Guys are gassed, which means they're giving up a lot of points. One game, they they won the game 159-158. They gave up 158 <laughs> points. Oh my goodness. So it's just they're with Russ, they're so fast. But yeah. they're not used to playing that fast. Yeah. So and Russ, just, I don't think Russ knows how to slow down. No, he's got one speed. Yeah. <laughs> he's got one speed. Fast. Yeah. Um, so it's gonna be interesting. I don't really know how that's gonna work out, mm-hmm. but um yeah, they they they're gonna have some lumps this year. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. So who, who do I mean? This is real early, very early. But who do you think is gonna be um, taking it taking it far this year? I mean, just what I've seen from the Clippers, they're they're oh. they're pretty much a for me, they're pretty much a lock to at least get to the finals. Oh yeah, no, it, it, to me, who it's, it's wait, crazy. Do, I don't even know who they, who do they have on this. Because I have not. They got a lot of rockets. They got a lot of former rockets. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. So all the guys that we initially traded to get Chris Paul, right, right, right. uh, Patrick Beverly, Montrezl Harrell, and Lou Williams, uh, with the addition of Paul George and you know Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, yeah. they're probably one of the best defensive teams we've seen in the last decade, and they've got at least three really, really, really good scores. Yeah, like, like, like to me, it's it's crazy. I mean, it's been a while since um, people can say like, "Hey, there's one good team in L.A. right now, and it's not the Lakers." Like, I, I think the Lakers are still yeah. really good, they, but they are. Clippers, yeah, like, they're not as deep as yeah, the Clippers. That's yeah. the crazy. That's the crazy thing about it. I'm 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 really excited about this. Yeah. Are you not you? You're not a New Orleans. You're not happy about Zion. Oh, bro, bro, bro. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> man, 
And when, Let's not. I, I plead the fifth on that. When Zion get back, when Zion get back, it's gonna be a problem. Zion is a monster. It's I, gonna I, be a wrong. problem. He's like, like he's a freaking, he's a like a freak of nature. Um, I mean, I, of course, I'm, I'm kind of sour that um, that uh, uh, AD left. Um, but I, mean, I feel like he was he was oh, wanted yeah. to. <laughs> you mean, oh yeah. Like, <laughs> Wait, I mean, no, I mean, you're like you're the first person that I've I've really talked to who's you know since this happened that's actually from oh. the state of Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was a like it was a, it was like a tearjerker. I can tell you that. I was just like, man, yeah. This is, this is, yeah. But I mean I mean we did get Zion which is which is good, but I feel like with them two together it'd have been like a dom- like a dominant force in the in, in the paint. Absolutely. Like no one would be able to stop that team. That's that's my opinion. But, but I mean, at least y'all biased. got teams, man. My my um my warriors are falling apart. Warriors? <laughs> I, I just threw that out there. Because oh. <laughs> I don't. Cause Detroit, man, I can't. I mean, bad boys, like, that's that's a good team. And then you have Washi Wallace, Ben Wallace, but, like, yeah, Detroit. Yeah, Johnson Oh, yeah. Y'all, man, had some, y'all had some good runs. We yeah. had some, some good runs. I am honestly not a, a sports dude. Like, I like, I'll, I'll watch sports. Yeah. But I'm the type of person where I get wrapped up way too easily mm-hmm. with, with anybody. And I just don't need that undue stress. Like, <laughs> I just don't need it. So I'm just like, right. I jump on the bandwagon. I'm not going to lie. So whoever's winning, I'm like, I like them. But I've been rolling with the Warriors. You know but what? Like, my boy. At least you admit it. But, but for real, like, now that it's out there, bro, I'm the same. <laughs> it's all coming out today. Oh, yeah. oh, man. My boy Steph is injured, but yeah, load him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like 50 points. That boy. Man. He's, it's crazy. He's, yeah. he's saucy. Yeah, yeah, man. Saucy. What do you think about um, you know, uh, what's his name? C. Brickley, man. Uh, he's like C. the Chris yeah, Brickley. He's, he's, he's a like trainer. the trainer. Like, man, he's this dude is like infiltrating the culture. I mean, he's not. Like, and I'm not saying that in a bad way, but he's just like tapped in. I mean, and, everything I've I've read about him, he he's earned it. Yeah, yeah. No, like, he yeah, was yeah, yeah. A, a player himself. Then he was like a player assistant in college. Yeah. Then he was um, um, a player assistant for the Knicks. So he's yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's been in in the game right, and working right. with people for a really long time. Um, so for him to get those high profile clients like like D'Angelo yeah. and Melo and, and you know yeah. work out Blake Griffin and, and those all summer these guys, runs, man. Summer I, runs are I see every crazy. time I look on um, House of Highlights, yeah. like I'll be scrolling and it's like usually some people that I follow. And like usually, yeah. I always see you. Like, there's Darren. He like that. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I have a whole folder that I just saved full of basketball highlights, man. For real. Just, absolutely. <laughs> and you know, you going back to your question, that actually is what I think Instagram specifically is about for me. It's uh, like it's a it's a it's a personal diary. Mm, you look at my feed. You're I, not going to see my face in it very much. You're going to see where I've been, yeah. what I'm interested in. Mm. And if you can see all the save folders I have, yeah. whether it's basketball or style or wait, you can save stuff? black people. Wh- wh- wait, I just have really black stuff. I have a black folder. <laughs> yeah. just like really black stuff. <laughs> they, black how do you, right what here. do you mean? You can save? Yeah. So there's like a little icon you Man, can click to save something. Like and I created folders of all the inspiring things oh, and i man. just he's he on another level bro you're gonna have to what? show me how to do that that's <laughs> what i'm saying he's like, he's like bringing it to like up here level 10 right there come on now but man. yeah that's that's you know do you do you use any other platform or is this instance probably your main well you know the funny thing is i i never had a 
Oh, word. Going way back, I was never on Black Planet. <laughs> I never had a Black I was Planet. Too, I was either. too young for that. Me either, yeah. I didn't have a MySpace. I had a MySpace. I, I never had a Facebook. Really? You don't have a. You don't currently have a Facebook. I've never had one. Really? Wow. Not canceled. Not not had one and canceled. I've never had one. Wow. The first thing I had that was is, like you're Twitter. probably the first person that I've ever met to say they've never had. Besides, like I got maybe one homie who never, who's never had it, but like. That's rare, man. Yeah. Man, that is extremely rare. I, I know. And then I always miss out on people when they send invites to yeah. stuff on Facebook. And I'm like, man, nobody told I'm me. It's like, you ain't on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, the first thing I had was Twitter. And I have Twitter and Instagram. And that's it. Really? Yeah. Man, man. Well, um, you, you, got, you got any? No, I want to talk about, I mean, so you write about, you, you, you're you writing on Localer. You, what, where else are you writing at? Um, Just... I guess, man, over the years, I've written for for Complex Magazine, written for Slam Magazine, uh, for Nice Kicks. Nice Kicks. Mm-hmm. Um, Sneaker News, High Snobiety, uh, written a couple of things for Hypebeast. Yeah. Uh, so just kind of all over that kind of sphere of uh, men's lifestyle, streetwear. Yeah. Um, do they go after you or do you... Um like go after go after them and say like uh, sometimes people will reach out to you for writing and then other times you'll reach out and pitch your ideas gotcha, um, gotcha. and you know some of those ideas that they'll like you know they'll commission you to write and then some they'll just turn down yeah mm. so um, you you mentioned earlier you like you know telling a story outside of like the storytelling where it's long form you know what is your favorite thing to write about like favorite is it shoes is it like drip is it like what is it sports um, um men's grooming um i'd say it's probably a combination of, of sports and sneakers mm-hmm. i'm i'm a sneaker guy by way of sports how many sneakers do you have off the top of your head oh man oh. Uh, <laughs> i hate oh. i hate answering this question <laughs> oh shoot <laughs> you laid it out there i had that yeah, <laughs> you did uh, and I mean, we saw the drip on uh, Instagram, oh, bro. Yeah, I've been I've been seeing it. I'm, I was like, "Dang, man, he got kicks I didn't even seen before." I man, I hate, I I don't I um I won't say you exactly. want to plead the fifth on that one. You can plead. No, the fifth. I won't say exactly, but I have a few hundred pair. Oh, oh, ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, we got people collect stuff, and yeah, I mean, I mean, we don't judge over here. You know, it's one of those things where I'm I'm trying to get past feeling somewhat ashamed. Of oh, that. you should you shouldn't be. Because, you know, in, in the, and then in a way, that's kind of me or us culturally, you know, kind of devaluing our cultural relics. Yeah. Well, I got my like, I so, got my 11s on right now. And you like, do have your 11s on. First, first pair of Jordans, bro. Really? Damn. And I felt a way about getting them because oh, bro, I, they were $220. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even it wasn't even the money. It was just like growing up in Detroit. Yes. Growing up in Detroit, like you saw people getting robbed. Oh, killed, Houston was, yeah. you Absolutely. know, like I'm, I'm yeah, sure all of way. us can like relate to that. And mm-hmm. so like, 100%. I just never won. We didn't have the means and like you wanted them. But it's just like, even when I like got of age and could buy them, just like, no. But then I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Like I got this guy um, I used to work with. His name's Brian. Super professional, like good brother, man. Good brother. This dude shows up. And this is, you know, we worked, I was working in like a corporate construction company, mm-hmm. shows up with the Jordan Concords, like, oh, and, like nice. to a, to a, to a, like a um, professional meeting. Like it was like a, uh, like a, what are we, we went to Topgolf and oh, okay. like, it just like that moment. I was like, man, like I can get J's like uh, I can be professional yeah. and like, cause yeah. I felt like 
you know, I was like falling into like some sort of stereotype where they say like, all you do is like shoes and you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's like this negative stereotype. Like, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Cause that's, that's been, I think that's been huge in my life and a lot of the people's yeah, lives. Yeah, for sure. I never had a problem with sneakers or buying clothes that I liked. Yeah. But you know, I always like, really like the intricacies, the cut and the design mm -hmm. of jewelry. Mm. Whether it be rings or, yeah. or, or you know, necklaces yeah. or pearls and things like that. But I don't think I ever had a piece of jewelry until maybe I was, you know, recently in the past couple of years, really? in my mid-30s, because I was afraid of the stereotypes. I yeah, was afraid yeah. of being labeled, you know, like hood. less less hood yeah, or yeah. less than masculine or yeah. feminine. Right, right. right. Um, and, you know, that's just so... It's, actually, it's, good. it's it's tough. No, it's no, no. tough, but it's awesome that we're like talking about this because I don't think we talk about this stuff. Like, it, I mean, maybe behind closed doors, but like right. I don't ever have these conversations. Never. And I was, and I told him I was like, man, like you've kind of like inspired me to just like because one of the things that I've struggled and we've had this conversation is just like when you're hustling in this corporate space yeah. where no mm -hmm. one looks like you. You have to like it's we call it code switching. You gotta Absolutely. you gotta have to you know, so like in a sense I felt like I lost like my authenticity authenticity. And so like I was always struggling mm. as like how can I be if I'm my true black ass self, like am right. I gonna offend somebody and like or right. am I am I get in a situation where people are like, No, you know, we're not gonna give him a raise. Right. And like now as a thirty four year old man, I am starting to get to a point where I'm just like, you know, I live in Austin and you know, Austin, it like Austin makes it easier. It's how itself as being diverse. It does make it easier. It's, you know, it's not super diverse, but at least I can somewhat be myself here and not really right. have to worry. And I'm just like, man, like, why am I now getting to this point? You know, mm -hmm. I guess I don't know if it's like yeah. older age. I think yeah. it's just a, a part of our maturation. Hmm. Just kind of growing up and experiencing different things and getting to the point where you're just like, you know what? I am who I am. And right. that's, that's not really going to change. Exactly. If I want to wear Jordans, I want, I'm going to wear Jordans. Yeah. I'm at the point right now, I I always like pearls. Mm -hmm. I'm wearing pearls. You got pearls? Let's see and pearls. It's, just, it's cool. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, just, I, I really don't care yeah, yeah, what right. somebody may think about it. They feel if it's, if it's wrong or if it's weird or if it's gay or if yeah. it's, you know, whatever. It's just, it, like, it really doesn't matter. Those yeah. outside perceptions don't yeah really enter into enter into my space anymore almost like um um you know how, like old people get like like the or everybody has that old grandma and grandpa is like oh don't mess don't, don't mess with them because they, they'll cut you out in the heart <laughs> right. they, don't, they don't they don't care what anybody <laughs> say at all know, like at all so it's like that having that mindset is kind of that's kind of what we're talking about we're able mm -hmm. to be comfortable being being who we are mm. really. yeah i think you get older and you just have you get confident. Yeah. I think as younger people, really we just is. have these, these insecurities that, mm -hmm. you know, they're kind of wrapped in other things. Yeah. But when you get older, you, you know, hopefully you just get a little bit more confident with who you are and you just like, you know, I'm good. Yeah. You know? Now, hey, so, my, my bad. My no, bad. I was just, just speaking back on that point. I'm, man, I've always been like an outsider, man. Like, I, I was the one kid in high school, like, who was a skater. And I went, you know, Detroit public schools. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. I, I listened, I listened to Blink One or Two. Like Damn. I, like you know, I was, I had, I was an emo. You know, that's what really? that's, yeah. I didn't know and that. And 
Even Man, you're then, kinda like, you're kind of a tall skater, bro. Yeah, no, like I'm big. I'm freaking huge now. Like I was like probably one. Well, you five. were you were very far ahead was, of, of black people accepting Travis Barker. So right, right, right. <laughs> like I was, I was always different, man. And like, mm-hmm. I I don't know. Like I just kind of embraced it because like there's just certain. It wasn't like you know for me like i used to get teased about like oh you're a white kid you're you yeah. know you talk white and you like white stuff and it's just like man i just like a lot of different shit you right. know like there's why can't i like a lot of different stuff and the cool thing that i'm seeing like it almost like gets makes me teary eyed just like how dynamic hip-hop is like there's so, so many different like Absolutely. subsets of genres right um i don't know if you what's the hustle and flow on netflix <laughs> rhythm, rhythm and flow I, rhythm haven't, and I haven't watched it yet but i've heard about it yeah. like just even watching that and seeing like the the finalists i don't mm-hmm. i won't ruin it for you but they were just like different walks man they right. had it had different vibes and it just like i really realized at that point like man we are definitely like progressing through just like sports and arts which you know is a huge thing man it is and in a lot of ways you know the sacrifices that our parents made for us to do what we want to do we went through those hardships of being insecure and being kind of placed in a box so the next generation generation z could just completely flourish and be whoever they wanted to be so right you know we took those lumps that makes sense. So speaking, well, I, okay, I, I'll go ahead. I, I wanted to go back. I, I go wanted, wanted to go back to the kicks because uh, <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm just curious personally. So, um, what size shoes are those? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what size shoe you got, homie? Um, <laughs> Debo style. <laughs> My chain, fool. Um, Give me them shoes. <laughs> nah, um, uh, how, how do you keep up with them? Like, if you have, you know, a few hundred pair of shoes, do you like? How do you like? Think about okay, what what, what kicks am I, am I wearing today? Do you pick out the kicks first and then, then the clothes, or absolutely? Oh, really? Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, <laughs> that's dope. That's dope. No, I'm, I'm for real because like, I, I thought I had I thought I had a lot of kicks, and I have like well, like my, my wife tells me I have a lot of kicks. You probably have, do have a lot of kicks, <laughs> but I don't, I don't have a few hundred pair. I, I just well, I you like, don't have you don't have an obsessive amount. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got about let me say like. Mm, I'll say 30, 40, maybe. maybe. That's, that's a lot of pairs. Yeah, that's, that's a good amount. Yeah. I, do you keep yours in boxes? Yeah. Yeah, I keep mine in my, my, <laughs> All yeah. of mine in boxes. She, yeah. like, she doesn't understand. Um, she but no, nah, I just... No, nah, go ahead. I just, I wear what, you know, sometimes I wear what's new just to kind of, you know, kind of get a feel for what's what's popping. Right. Um, But like today, I'm, I'm wearing something old. I'm just wearing like Adidas Campus, yeah. which is, you know... Kind of like an old man shoe. It's not quite. <laughs> it's not quite a, a Stan Smith or a superstar, but that, that ugly A and M color too. <laughs> oh yeah, burgundy. Yeah. Do you put it on? Do you wear based on like how you feeling? Like match your mood? Like you like I'm in a chill mood, so I'm gonna put on some chill shoes. Or kinda. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. You know, something like that. You right. just kind of. You know, I'm one of those people too, and it's pretty bad where you know I have tons of shoes and I'll wear the same pair for like three weeks. Oh really? Yeah. Man, so so do, is it is it all sneakers or do you have some like loafers and dress shoes? Or? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. My mom used to um we used to shop at Mervin's. Mervin's, <laughs> I don't even. I've never heard of Mervin's. I've never heard of Mervin's. Mervin's either. is like a TJ Maxx or like a is Ross. That a Houston mm. based. I think you know they actually had one here when I moved to Austin. They had one up off of uh, Lamar and um, Lamar and uh, Seventy One. But it was just kind of like a discount store. Yeah. And we would go in there and, you know, get like school clothes and stuff like that. My mom would buy me like, 
you know, trousers and like slacks yeah. and cardigans and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, I was cool with it because yeah. I, I liked I liked the materials and, you know, mm. stuff like that. So she would get me like at the time some super whack wool trousers and like a Mr. Rogers cardigan. Yeah. So the most <laughs> so the most kids it was like super whack. But to right. me, I was like, man, this, this is, is dope. this is ill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so I was always into into the materials and, and stuff like that. So you, you um, were on a different wavelength, it sounds like we were on a broke wavelength. No, no. <laughs> That's what that was. No, I, I, mean, I meant like just your your style altogether. Just like you were like thinking like, man, like now nah, this is like like y'all y'all just don't know yet. Like y'all will catch up to my style almost. I don't even know if I was thinking that. I I just I liked the materials. I yeah. just I liked fabric. And I you, thought it was yeah. cool. So real quick, along with that, who do you think you get your style from right now? Um, my uncles. Because they were, you know, when in like the 70s and like I had my grandmother, she was really good. And my granddad, they were really good about taking pictures and mm. having pictures of like events, right. school and prom and like Got when they were going photo out. Albums. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So many photo albums. <laughs> yeah. And they were just so wavy, like mm. the silk shirts, yeah. the big like bell bottoms and you know, they were wearing like silk and rayon and felt and they were just so clean. And like we they were we we had no money, mm -hmm. but stuff like that at the time was that was considered them. You know, they were probably thrifting. Those uh, things. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it was just so good because clothes were just made so much better back then. Right. And you can get, you know, rare like raw silk and you know polyester and other things that you can't really find now for pennies on the dollar right so they were dressed really well while also being dressed poorly mm. and so i try and mimic them yeah that makes sense so yeah. being that you write about it and you you know you definitely got your style um what would you say is like some quintessential pieces that like the modern day male should have like what oh, okay like, like if I'm just a Damn, Austin a dude, I take some notes on this. You know, if I'm like an Austin guy, like uh, not awesome, Austin. You know, mm -hmm. you know, you got to have certain fits for certain events. Work like I mean, if you can just a couple of pieces that you just gotta have in your in your uh, your, your wardrobe. Like, what would it be? Um, I think every man should have at least two suits. Mm. They what, need what to colors black. Uh, you can. I, I would say you can have black and navy, or 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 black and and gray, mm -hmm. or like yeah, black and gray, like a charcoal or some sort of yeah. variation of gray. Um, and make sure they're tailored. Mm -hmm. Most men don't know that you can get your clothes tailored for yeah. pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, yeah. So get your get your suits tailored. Um, you need to have a really good denim jacket, mm. something that fits. Like make sure it fits your shoulders and. You know, it kind of kind of flares out a little bit around your waist, but doesn't come too far past your waist. Uh, you need a good trench coat. I need to get it. I got this trench coat. It's like a lamb's coat. It don't look. It look like trash. I'm like, <laughs> I thought I got it. I was like, this is gonna look fly. <laughs> I'm just like, I ain't got the body for this. <laughs> like, no big dog. <laughs> no big dog. It's a no big dog. <laughs> um, yeah, have at least two pair of jeans that fit you really well mm -hmm. that you like wearing. Um, I'm taking notes. That's, that's one thing I get. I I get a lot of slack about that because I I like I'm a big dude, but I like my clothes to fit 
very well. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I also have a hard time finding stuff that I can fit. Yeah. Um, but you know, so I like even some of my, the cuts on my pants to just like be slightly above the shoe. Like Absolutely. I wouldn't say like flooding, but like they're kind of, it's like that gray area, you know, right, like yeah. they're not, same between, they're not ruffled down. <laughs> like, and like people there's like, is your short, your pants string? I'm like, no, like this is my drip. This is what I like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a couple pair of jeans that fit you well, have some, um, have some slacks or yeah. trousers or whatever you want to call them. And, um, of course I have like a really good, like white button up shirt, mm -hmm. you know, maybe two of those because you know, the collars get real, real yeah. dirty on those. You got to replace those. And, right. um, yeah, just, you know, have like your go-to, your go-to, um, dress shoes and your go-to sneakers. Ooh, ooh, no Yeezys ooh. though. Yeah. Not for me. <laughs> no Yeezys. <laughs> what about, what about the jewelry? Like, I mean, watches or like, I mean, I, 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 I think you should be your, with, with regards to your jewelry, I think it should be classic. It yeah. should be you, and it should be classic. So, man, I actually wish I could wear jewelry. Jewelry, you can. No, well, no, I'm. I'm just saying, like, I've tried different little trinkets and bracelets, and it just don't look right on me, man. Like, to, that's me, my opinion. And I like, like, I'm a aesthetics guy. Like, I like right. things that look good, but I'm also a big dude. Like, and certain things just, I mean, don't fit and look well on me. Like I have like a certain swag that I have to wear because like <laughs> that looks good on me. But like I don't know if I could pull off what you're doing. I, I like what you got on. Like, yeah, I like like what you have on. But I'm like I don't know if I could even pull that off. I think you can. Well, I appreciate the confidence. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm telling you, like I, I try. I think you know every every guy should have like a really nice watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can have an athletic watch, or you mm. can have like a more traditional right. watch. Like the aspirational thing for me is, is kind of like a like a plain jane rolex really yeah yeah yeah. Like no no diamonds no or anything diamonds. like that just yeah. very basic yeah mm -hmm. um if you want to wear rings wear rings yeah just, you know get something that that you know resonates with your skin tone mm -hmm. same thing with jewelry or yeah. something where you're wearing around your neck yeah mm -hmm. that makes up. sense dang you, uh, we up, we up here good in the school like and I, this is I, 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 I like I, I like I, this conversation because like most of our conversations are like strictly about like just you know hustling and, right and, and trying to level up and I think this conversation is part of that right you know, and it's mm -hmm. part of like you know that whole conversation we have many episodes about like when you look good you feel good 100%. and then you can just go right. into these meetings and just like hey Kill it. Sign it right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just go ahead and sign Which, it. You know, I, I, you know, I kind of learned too over time, and I want to ask y'all if y'all feel the same way. When you kind of, you know, level up, so to speak, and, and you kind of feel like, man, I feel like myself for the first time in a long time, mm. or I feel like myself for the first time ever. Yeah, you know that that's kind of a level up in itself because mm. you're extremely confident and you're secure. Yeah, you can go about your business in a different way. You're right. not worried about what people are thinking about you. And that's, that kind of lends to success in your professional life or yeah, in your right. relationships. Like, right. You Man. know, you just feel more authentic. And that's just... No, and that's, that's true. Um, 100%. I feel like the more, like, I used to, like, with clients and different things, like, I would, you know, just be, it would, they would see business, Chris. And now you know i actually i talk about my wife i talk about my daughter i talk about i like i just try to get more personal yeah because there's more behind you behind you than yeah just business. and then right. i mean because i've 
over the years I would get like people say, man, you're just so mysterious. Like, I don't mm. know. Cause I, I really would not let people know too much about me. I, yeah. I, get, I get that too. You know, like <laughs> it was just like you, unless you were in my circle, right. Um, you don't really know. Cause I'm just not out there like blasting out my business, you right. know? Um, but now, you know, I've gotten to a point where I'm just like, you know what? Like, Hey, this is what I do. This is what I like. It's even weird now. Like just, Hey, we have a podcast and so I've talked about that with the client and they've even, they're like, just, they asked, what do you talk about? And I told them and like it, they were interested. I actually need to send it to them, but it's just like letting people know like, Hey, I know you see me as this, but like, there's more, there's more to right. me, yeah. you know? And right. I think I feel like we have to like, sometimes as, as men, you feel like you have to be a certain way or fit into a certain right. mold, especially in a business setting mm. as a black man, <laughs> for right. sure. Yeah. And that is like, I mean, I'm in that journey right now where I'm navigating that on a day to day basis. I mean, I went to, um, where did I go to? So one of my clients is, uh, Waterloo Greenway. And they used to be the, uh, they actually rebranded, um, but they're doing the, uh, creek show with the lights oh, and yeah. whatever yeah. um so i got invited and it was like kind of like their donors is the preview before they let everybody out and you know i was like should i dress up you know like should i wear the yeezys and i wish i didn't but <laughs> you know but i actually kind of like i did just kind of a cool just hipster me and like yeah. nobody and because i'm i have hipster sensibilities i mean like he's like he's like let's be real let's be real like i I, like i identify with just like the fringe of things you know what i mean like for some reason and so like i was debating like should i do a button up should i do this and i just like went you know and i i like met a bunch of cool people and it wasn't a big deal like i made it more of a bigger deal than anybody probably yet right you know yeah that's always that's what always happens Mm -hmm. and it's just like getting out of that that mindset of like, man, you don't have to, you just be yourself. And that's tough. I mean, it's tough. Right. I I mean, but I think too, we, you know, like you said, getting out of your own head is a big part of that. Cause when you think about, you know, culture and all these industries and all these other structures, you know, I I don't want to take away from anybody else, but you know, we have a, a, a monopoly on influencing these cultures and these structures so and we, we were talk, we talked about we that. were talking about yeah. um before we started we were talking about Popeyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh man <laughs> is this wait so hold on hold on let's you, let's hold that thought okay yeah. we're we're a minute or actually an hour and 18 into it let's just keep going like this is gonna have to be like a two-part <laughs> yeah, like a joe rogan <laughs> for real oh, man. Like a, for real for real like like let's get into that let's get into the up to the popeyes well you know and I, I'll let you speak more to it. It was just kind of like this massive cultural thing that right. kind yeah. of exploded because lo and behold, and this is always kind of the, the secret ingredient. There was a black woman behind yeah. this. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. There's, there's a young sister by the name of Angela Brown, who I've met a couple of times. We have some mutual friends. So I didn't even know that. So like, she works, got some insight. She works at, um, GD, is it GDS and M or GDS and M is it GD, is it GDS and M? Cause I GDS always get it yeah. wrong. Um, yeah, which she, they do. They did. Don't mess with Texas. They do marketing. Yeah, they've done. Huge. They worked with Nike like, and, yeah, and plenty huge, of huge firm. globally impactful brands. Well, you said Angela Brown's name. Uh huh. Like from here? She's from here. 
Oh snap! And I she, hope, she works the same Angela, Angela Brown that like I went to high school with. Like that's who I went my senior prom with. <laughs> oh wow! I, I'm just I'm trying to I'm about to pull her up right now. But go, 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 yeah, man, go ahead. I mean maybe that's an even be better, that's an even better story uh, <laughs> for real. But, we need to get her on the show <laughs> for real. Um, but you know sometimes just one of those large companies having one of us in the room having. A black woman in the room, or a brown woman in the room, or an Indian woman in the room, or an Asian woman in the room, or a black man in the room, or whatever the case may be, we need to be the people speaking to the culture that they're trying to activate. So we, that's like one of the reasons like we started, like we wanted to do this, like do the podcast, just because, you know, a lot of what's going on in culture is it's, it's driving and, and being driven by people like us. Right. And... You know, uh, one of the things we talked about with Megan Thee Stallion, she had, you know, it's a hot girl summer. Um, trademark. Yeah, and she got that trademark. She but, did. But yeah. I heard, like, I literally heard on a commercial, it, it was during the summertime, it was a Wendy's deal, like, you know, take a break from your hot girl summer and come get new Wendy's lemonade. See? And, like, they're taking that. And See? Kind of, we talked about this. Yeah, and monetize on that. And yeah. I think it's, you know, we, in corporate America just in general, like this, we are, we're the minority. And a lot of times we have the finger on the pulse just with what's going on. I'm just going to go as far as to say all the time, all the time, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Let's just and be real with that. I think even that's like a thing just right now is like, you know, as I look to try to build my company, like I want it to be super diverse, not in a sense of like, Oh, we, we got to, you know, check these boxes. Right. Mm-hmm. There is with diversity, people see things differently based on how they were brought up. Right. You know, I worked in places where everybody had the same upbringing. Everyone went to the same school, same college. Right. That's not going to so, get it. Like that's not going to get it. Yeah. Um, but Miss Angela, Angela Brown, mm-hmm. uh, she helped out with that. And that's like, even right now to this day, I told you, I told you yesterday, so I think uh, that's crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. That's crazy. Is that is that her? Yeah, you better call her up and say, get, get on the show. No, no, yeah, you for real, for real. I'm one hundred percent. Oh, that is wild, bro. Yeah, that is wild. So she was instrumental. She was instrumental in those conversations awesome, and that man. rollout for that. That's crazy. So House like campaign. this bro. thing that is such a huge. I mean, like it's a huge wave like with the Popeye chicken I mean people are it's it's crazy you know and you have somebody here in Austin that not only that you know Darren but you also know Uh, and it's just a matter of having us in in the room (laughs) (laughs) it's just a matter of having us in the room Mm. and not just having us in the room but listening to what we have to say yeah that's for sure man like not just representation for the sake and of that, representation. So one of the things we talked about, I think, in the last one, I don't know, I'm forgetting now, but, you know, now you have, like, what Tyler Perry. Yeah, um, yeah. And right. now, like, or I feel like just with what's been happening over the past, like, couple of years in, like, movies, like, you know, Black Panther, mm-hmm. Moonlight, like, all these movies that are great, and they're, like, people who are, they got their, you know, they can release the money, so to speak, and green light. Mm-hmm. They're like, man, like people are coming out in droves. Like we need to start like doing more of that, and it's yeah, awesome. Right. I mean, I hate that it's like under the circumstances, but well, the problem is that 
you know, people supporting black culture is not a new concept. Right, 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 right. <laughs> That's as old right. as day. Yeah. Right. You like, know, it's it's the and, and I don't want to get too far off on that, but yeah. now it's just a more of us getting to express our ideas as as opposed to someone taking them and expressing them for us. Mm. And that's this is this nuggets right here, man. <laughs> this is like diamonds. But you, but you know, Chris, to, to your point, you know, I I have I have had these experiences and I'm sure other writers can speak to this too. I've pitched multiple publications and magazines yeah. and have gotten turned down yeah. and only to later see them run the same story mm. that oh. they didn't want to pay me for, but they just like, like, nah, we're going to pass on that idea. Wow. But a month later or two months later, they run the exact same story with, you know, mm, someone else. Man. So that's, that's, that's as old as day. Yeah. Wow. wow. And that, man, I don't even want to get into like the whole. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Go, I like, but it's just like, man, like just because of that, you just work so much harder. You do. You do. You're just like, right. you know, some people ask me like, how do you do, like. I work in I'm in commercial construction. But where it's, it's like we talked about with that with that chip. I don't know I don't know if you're about to go, go into that, yeah. but it's like having that chip, you know, and to, to, to keep pushing. Well, and that's the thing too, is like we talked about we talked about Kanye earlier. And like mm-hmm. one of the things with like why I love Kanye so much and you know everybody can feel a way that they feel, but like when he dropped that college dropout, man, that was so different from everything else at the time. Life changing for a lot of people. And like one of the things is like that's how I like model myself in my industry because like there's not a lot of me in commercial construction. There's not a lot of people who actually work in the trades. Right. Like people of color <laughs> yeah. in construction, but let alone on the management or ownership side. Mm-hmm. And my model is like, man, I, I wanna be like Pink Polo Kanye. You know, right. like just kind of changing things up and mm-hmm. saying, like, hey, this is wave. And that's why, you know, I'm not saying I can look past certain things, but like, you know, you have that person who is just like, hey, brother, like you can be different. It's cool. Right. Um, and that's, you know, I, I think we're now in that place in a space where it's somewhat OK, you know, to do that. Um, but back on the, the Chick-fil-A deal, like. I mean, you I mean would, Popeyes or Pop, Popeyes. Uh, Popeyes, my bad. <laughs> this uh, bourbon. <laughs> I need a little bit more of that, by the way. Um, back on the Popeyes deal, I uh, she I was talking to you yesterday, and I'm like, um, mm-hmm. I'm sitting here debating like whether or not I'm gonna like favor <laughs> getting Popeyes, or I'm gonna go and get it. But like, just with all the stuff that's even going on, like, cause it it was like, okay, there's this big wave, and it, the surge went down, and then all of a sudden it's like big again. I mean, like, like, right. like, like, honestly, I thought since they sold out, the surge was about like they lost it. <laughs> I but, thought they did too, bro. But they came back, and it was just like, like, it, like they never lost it. Like yeah. it never left. <laughs> like it never left. And that all kind of didn't it pretty much start from like a whole. Wasn't it like a meme? Like I that think it was pretty just much like a social media campaign. It was like a right. social media campaign that kind of yeah. They were just kind of going hard on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, um, you know, talking about. Talking about when before the actual the sandwich actually came out, yeah, and they were just kind of promoting it, and and then they got Black Twitter involved. Like, is it gonna be good? Is it gonna be great? Is it gonna <laughs> yeah. be a thing? And then you know you kind of get the magic of you know people helping you out. So right. It's like it was a good sandwich, so people were raving about it. Right. And well, then you know other um, 
other fast food chains like Chick-fil-A and yeah. Wendy's start yeah. getting, start, you know, start kind of yeah. getting beef. Yeah. <laughs> so they the use beef. that. Beef. So they use that to their advantage and it was brilliant. Yeah. And right. it made that wave. Much more bigger. A tsunami. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. So real quick, have you had it? I absolutely have had it. So <laughs> the, on the first one wave. One of five. One of five. On I got it on the one first wave. One of five. Five being amazing. What do you give it? Oh, it's a five. It's stellar. Uh, it's stellar. That's what I'm saying. I, it's dude, stellar. I don't know what y'all are getting out of bro, it, bro. Because like I'm, I, I bought four of them. <laughs> oh dang! <laughs> but I got, it, I got it on the second wave, so I had it like you know I don't know a couple weeks ago, and I was just like, oh, it's no, and it was like it was this week. What? Didn't I text you? Yeah, it was this week. This early week. in the week. Yeah, yeah, early in the week. You um, give it a five too, bro. I give it a five. See for sure. For I'm sure. a three, two and a half. That's that's, that's the that's the bourbon talk. <laughs> bro, the crunchiness you, of hey, it. Can you, can you grab some more of that bourbon, please? The the like crunchiness <laughs> of it was like, oh my goodness, it was next freaking level. It was next level, like just like you know how, you know how they're like they're typical just bone 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 in chicken, just like crunchy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that sandwich is just like, man, it was perfect. It's perfect. It was perfect. It was perfect. With with the the, the sauce, oh, yeah. the crispiness of the chicken, and, and oh, the yeah. like the ciabatta bread. It's oh, it's like the perfect. Oh, it so it's good. the perfect matrimony it was so good man. so do you darren do you see yourself as you know we we've been talking a lot about you know just culture and we actually been getting pretty vulnerable about some things mm-hmm. do you see yourself and you know with that whole line of the influence are you like pushing the culture like are you you shining a light like are you the guy in the front like where's your where are you at in all of this i mean are you the guy who's avert observing and writing or are you a little bit of all that Cause I kind of see you as like you know you you got the swag like modern you're modern day, what's the word I'm looking for like, um, just a little bit of everything. Um, man, that's, Renaissance man. That's, um, that's a good one. I always I always thought my my granddad was a Renaissance man before mm. I knew what that really meant. Mm. Um, so that's the goal. Yeah. I don't know if I'm, you're not, I'm you don't, there. You wouldn't say you're there, there. I wouldn't say I'm there yet. I'd say I'm, I'm, okay I'm to be working about it, but I feel like you're, I'm not, I feel like you're, <laughs> I, feel I appreciate like you're it, but I feel like I'm still on that journey. And that's I good. Think, mm. You know, as, as, as I get older and experience more things, more wins, more losses, yeah. more, more of the mundane, yeah. I realize that, you know, the, the journey is like the coolest, right. coolest part. Just kind of, is that dude, this Bro, guy, you might as well just come on the show. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> be part of the show. That's oh, what man. I'm saying, bro. Like, we, like, like some of the stuff that you've been saying throughout the show, I've been looking over at him. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's just like, I'm like, dang, he's been talking about stuff that that we talked about just amongst you, amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. Oh it's, man, it's cool. That's I mean, we probably had you know similar experiences yeah. in different right, places. Right, right. Um, but yeah, just just you know, kind of learning, and I think I've learned that. From from being a dad, and you know, I get a mm. lot of like young people who email me or DM me, and be like, "Hey, I want to be a writer," or "Hey, I want to be an influencer," awesome, or "I want to be like a sneaker guy." And I'd be like, "Well, this is how it worked for me. I wrote for free for a really long time. Mm. I was still working a job, Man. and it took me years to get to the point where I could yeah. leave my job." And it's like, "All right, cool, but I want to try and do this in like six months." Mm. And I'm like. Nah, fam. Yeah. You're not listening to what I just said. Yeah. I gave, you, just, I gave you the game plan. Like, Yeah, it's just like the instant gratification with younger right. people is just so wow. Do and you, I'm just. Do you feel like we're uh, J. Cole, middle child? Like, we're in the middle, you know, like, just went to lunch with. I just left the, the studio with 21 Savage, about to go, <laughs> yeah. to the, you know, meet or go to lunch with Jay Z. Like, sometimes yeah. I feel like I'm in the middle. Right. You know, you feel like that? Absolutely. Um, just. 
you know, I like you guys and, and what you're doing, been working a long time to, to you know, kind of, you know, level up, just mm-hmm. work to a point, level up, work to another point <laughs> and level up. Um, but, you know, I, I grew up without anything we didn't mm, have money for anything Damn. so every, everything yeah, that you got somebody in your family your extended family somebody made sure you earned it somebody mm, made sure you worked for it that's true so i don't i don't feel like i'm gonna ever get anything that i don't work for and right. uh, i some things happen fast and that's and that's great and that's a blessing but most things typically don't Mm. Most things don't typically just happen like that. Yeah. You usually got to work for it or earn it in some sort of way. Uh, so that's, you know, just kind of always been my thing with like, you know, working to be a renaissance man, so yeah. to speak, or working to have the success that I deem yeah. worthy is like, I, I just, I know I have to work for it. Right. I like that. And that's back to the whole, the journey. You know, we talk about some of the, one of the things that we've talked about, Rue, is I feel like being a self-employed, you know, person, like my trip, I'm on this long journey that mm-hmm. is really doesn't have any final destination. I like, I have yeah. certain places that I want to hit. Yeah. But like, like, yeah, there's like, yeah. like destinations along right. the way, along you know, the way. Like, right. You know, there's destinations like that could be, you know, I want to get five employees, 10 employees, right. you know, mm-hmm. like those are some of the destinations, but it's never ending, but it is about, the journey like i think that's what you remember back because i'm just thinking back just like man i've only i've been self-employed for six months but i had set it up like almost a year ago right right? um and i'm just looking back at that time and like like man like i've leveled up man and it's just like it's such a good feeling to be able to like set out for something <laughs> and just be on that journey right to like say man i want to grow i yeah. want to be different and i feel like i don't know if it, you felt like this um as uh you know in your 30s like i feel like you know when i turned 33 man like that was like that christ year like that was something different for me where like i was thinking about stuff way different yeah and even like talking to the pastor he's like well you know, you're basically having to let some stuff die so you can be reborn again. And so like, Oh wow. Me now is like 34. Like I'm just, I've put away some things. I used to dabble with the music. I don't really do that anymore. And I'm just like, I got to get the business. And part Mm -hmm. of that was like my daughter, you know, and having her around. Cause I'm just like, man, when she was born, this was around a time, I think, uh, it was, I can't remember who it was, but it was cop killing. Mm. And I hear it is I got this two day year old two day old baby in my hands and on the news some, some, and I'm in tears, bro, just at that juxtaposition. And I was like, man, if I die tomorrow, what am I leaving this girl? Mm. Right. And that just like really accelerated me to the point. It's like, you know, I got life insurance, but like I got to give her something else because like I can't leave her my job, you know. Right. And that's just been like the journey. It's just like I got to get out of myself and just do something way different and, and challenge, man, challenge myself and get out of my comfort zone. So, man, that's strong. Dude. Yeah, that is strong, bro. <laughs> but, that's real strong. And I mean, that's just, I, I feel like it's good to have these conversations amongst men. Yeah. You know, we don't, yeah. we don't ever talk about stuff like this and the real, like, the real, just like open up and just like, it's, it's just reaffirming. Yeah. yeah you just, really you is. get around other 
like-minded, like-minded people yeah. and just like, oh man, you had those same struggles, you had that yeah. same triumph, or yeah. you had that same setback, and you just kind of, you know, feel like you're not doing it alone, alone. Yeah. and just, oh, man. you know, because you yeah. can feel just, you know, out there in space sometimes, yeah. and like, man, what am I, what am I doing? What's am that? I doing this yeah. right? And Most and especially as an as an entrepreneur, yeah, or being right. a creative, or you know, yeah. writing or mm-hmm. designing a house or yeah. creating an art piece. Yeah. You know, you go through these waves where you're like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm, I'm on the right track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then one day you might be like, man, this don't, this don't, <laughs> yeah. this don't feel right. Yeah. right. And then the next day you be like, man, I'm not really that's a, that That's like an hour. This. That's yeah. like me. Yeah. That's about that's an hour. Yeah. It's like the first couple of hours of the day right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you go through this whole cycle where yeah. you start to, you feel good about yourself and then you feel unworthy and then you get like imposter syndrome and mm. then you kind of circle all the way back and like, okay, I'm recentered. I'm good. Yeah, I got yeah. this. And you go through those cycles, but like you said, sometimes you can you can you can feel alone. But yeah, you gotta you know, nobody gonna be a bigger fan of you than you, right? So right, right. It's just one of those things you gotta gotta always be your biggest cheerleader, right? And definitely was that. Now I'm reminded of that Nipsey. Oh well, man! Every, he always bring it up because it, I just <laughs> like hey, it's, so appro- so, it's so appropriate. He man. said everything uh, that you need to hear. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not saying like he did. No, it's just he always brings it up. At but the, he said like if you, if, I can't remember if the you cage. have it. Yeah, like if the people in your circle aren't causing you to grow, then that circle is a cage. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's along those lines. Yeah. Something, something like, on yeah. Those, like yeah. you know, like that's just how you. I'm like, man, I. I don't want to be in a cage. <laughs> no one wants to be in a cage. Yeah. yeah, not at all. Not at all. So, I mean, we've we've we hit on a lot of topics. Yeah, we did. We, we did. did. And um, I guess in closing, well, I mean, I, oh, I, you got some stuff. Well, I, I mean, I could finish. I could finish it off with two last questions, but you, you can go. No, uh, well, I want to go ahead. No, because <laughs> I, I got one. Of, it's like it's kind of like a closing okay. type question. Well, yeah, um, do you have a closing type question? I guess yeah. Both we might as well just go three hours, <laughs> Joe. Rogan. No, no, <laughs> it's like, can I take a break? <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be a Netflix docuseries. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I guess my my thing was since the show is called Levels, what are you doing right now to level up? Mm. Um. Well, I think right bad. now <laughs> is you know I'm taking on something that. You know, in a weird way, a few years ago, I kind of kind of shunned, mm. which was, you know, kind of going into a company and kind of working and I'm using air quotes, working yeah. a job. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it's still a freelance thing, um, but I'm going into an office every day, you know, working with a company to try and, you know, kind of help them elevate their brand. Mm. And, you know, some years ago, I didn't want to do that. I felt like, man, I don't want to work for nobody. Right. I just, I will work with people, obviously, but I want to be my own person. I want to be my own individual. Yeah. And, you know, for me personally, and I can't speak for everyone else, but at times when I do that, I can certainly get closed-minded and, you know, kind of, kind of fall into habits that, you know, if you're not careful, you can't fall into with isolation and just right. writing by yourself on a daily basis for weeks on end, for months on end. Uh, so it was a challenge for me to go into an office and work with different personalities, work with other ethnicities and, and you know, just really be open to the growth that comes from that. Mm, okay. um, 
So, and even in like some influencer work too, I've been doing some stuff with Lululemon recently oh. and oh, working with talk about, man. a lot I of, I forgot to ask you about that. <laughs> well, we're about to talk about it right let's now. Talk yeah, about let's it. Get into um, it. Working with a lot of, um, a lot of different people, a lot of, a lot of white women, a lot of white men, yeah. a lot of, mm. you know, people who aren't my age, people yeah. who are younger and mm. really just being open to the growth from those experiences wow. where in the past yeah. I was you like absolutely closed off to uh, it um and just, you were, were go ahead i'm sorry I'll no just just um you know kind of taking the things that weren't necessarily positive experiences in my life or made me angry or you know something that was hurtful or damaging to me and just kind of locking that out mm-hmm. but you know instead recently i've been trying to embrace those experiences mm-hmm. and you know, look at the mistakes I made during those times and not necessarily what was inflicted upon me, but what I was doing to inflict damage or harm onto other people or just my circumstances. Makes sense. You know, just kind of looking at yourself and being like, man, you were stupid. (laughs) Or you were rude or you were negligent or, you know, whatever. Um, That's growth right there. That's growth. Yeah, Yeah. so kind of trying to step into that and just just be better. Man, Man. that's awesome. That's awesome. So Um, with the Lululemon thing, you went you were on a like a field trip right you you were, you were out of the state of texas in a, a place where i've never been and i'm like i don't know i mean i'm sure from yeah. your photos i'm like oh that was pretty we cool to, talk a little bit about that they have this um thing that they do called the huddle mm-hmm. and it's kind of a, a men's retreat exercise kind of thing and they invited you it's like how did that come about like um, they, they did a talk series or do a talk series, um, here in town with their local team mm-hmm. and it's about labels. Mm. Uh, so they invited me to talk at this, um, series about labels and it was at a time where I had last year, I had done a commercial with this menswear retailer called Bonobos. Uh, they're, oh yeah. Those are like some of the only pants that I can fit, man. Those flex. See? Bro. <laughs> I got like, a suit. I, yeah. I got a I got a tailor tailor suit actually from from there, man. It's oh, nice. see, shout yeah. out to Bonobo. Oh shout yeah. Out. But uh, the the commercial that I did with them was about uh, redefining the definition of masculinity. Mm-hmm. So it was about yeah. strip, stripping those labels. So Lululemon invited me to talk about my experience with that, and I just kind of formed a relationship with them um, during that talk and after. Wow. Uh, some of their employees and like regional people and stuff like that. So. When they invited me to this this huddle series, it was in Park City, Utah. Mm. So of course, I'm going back to old Darren. I'm like, it's gonna be a lot of. It's gonna be all men, mm-hmm. um, guys that I probably don't have a whole lot in common with. Right. And the, the the big thing about the trip is they don't tell you what you're gonna do before you get there. You just There's, go. You, you just show go. Up. You just show, show up. up. Mm-hmm. They tell you what to bring. They like you're gonna be outside. You're probably gonna need some hiking shoes. They just tell you like what to prepare, but they don't tell you what you're going to do. Wow. So old me was been like, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm cool. I'm good. Yeah. Um, but I was like, you know what? Let me go to this thing and mm. go in with an open mind, not closed off, no negative connotations of what it may be or who may be there. Let me go and experience this and get something from it. Mm. And I go and it's just like, I guess about 15 guys. Mm. Um, Black, white, brown, young, old, all over, all over the spectrum, and man, I had the most life transformative really experience. Man, because it was all about 
um, disconnecting to reconnect. Mm. So disconnecting from everything, 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 wins, losses, stresses, social media, um, work, everything. Yeah. So the pictures that I shared on social media, they had a photographer that took them who was kind of in the background uh, Mm. of the whole trip. Wasn't really, you know, not in everybody's face, five minutes and you know, all that. Um, so I, I didn't use my phone the entire weekend. Wow. I just kind of put it away, checked it when I needed to, just, you know, to make sure no fires were going off. Yeah. But man, we did some hikes. We did some yoga. We had, um, we did some runs and we just kind of talked. They had different exercises where mm. they posed different questions for you to open up and talk. And what made me really open and, and share and be vulnerable was thankfully everybody else was open to doing the same thing. Wow. Um, everybody else was kind of like, all right, I'm it's here. It's like a domino effect. I might as well, yeah, I might as well get into this. Mm. And then I made some great friendships, made really? some breakthroughs, you know, kind of came to some realizations about things that I was doing in my life that were wrong, things Damn. that I could do better. Wow. And it was just, man, it was, it was a really awesome experience. If you, if you could recreate, say, say for some, like us, like Rue and I, if uh-huh. we wanted to grab a bunch of dudes and do something like this, like, how would you recreate that? Like, what I mean, what are some of the things y'all did to, you know, basically inspire and, you know, create that space where you had this sort of transformative uh, breakthrough in a sense, if, if that's what I'm hearing. I think there was, for one, the mystery of it, mm. kind of going into it and not necessarily knowing what you were about to get into. And two, there was a bit of exclusivity, right? Because mm. there was a maybe like 15 guys. So there is this, this notion that you were chosen, right. that you were there for a reason, wow. that they brought you in to this group because somehow you fit in this puzzle and you needed to be there for them to complete the puzzle. That's crazy, man. Um, yeah. And this is Lululemon that's man, you know, facilitating this whole thing. Yes. And I will give them credit. I know they've had you know some leadership issues in the past, but... Great company. I won't uh-huh. go far into that, but they're yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, it was kind of like this, you know, we were in Park City, Utah. Yeah. And one of the things we did was hike up a mountain to a yurt to have dinner. Mm. So we hiked about three and a half miles up this mountain, then three and a half miles back down. Um, going up, it was really cold, but it was daylight. What so. shoes did you wear? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry to break that, but I just, I'm just curious. I'm just thinking about this. I wore some Columbia to- uh, hiking <laughs> shoes. Um, but we had dinner at this yurt, and then on the way back down, <laughs> you silly. Um, on the way back down. That's a, that's a good question, though. It was. Uh, it, was it was dark outside, so they gave us headlamps. Mm-hmm. And we're in the middle of the mountains. There's no light, no street lights, no nothing. So it was just completely dark with the exception of us and our headlamps. Mm. Um, so about halfway down the mountain, we kind of get to a, uh, an opening and we kind of stop. And, you know, there was, kinda, there was a guy from Houston, a black guy who was kind of like the liaison, who was a fitness guy. And, you mm. know, but he's kind of like a Lululemon ambassador. And we're all in a circle. And he's like, all right, everybody kind of turn off your headlamps. So we're out in this opening in the middle of the mountain, complete darkness. Mm. Nothing around us. You can't see anything no around us. Light. You can't. As close as we're sitting, I couldn't even see you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I like and, that. And he's like, well, you know, no one feel pressure. You don't have to do this if you don't want to. You don't have to say anything. But like, no one can see you right now. So if there's something you want to let go, there's something you want to get off your chest, there's something you want to say, something you want to speak to, you know, 
Do it now. So slowly but surely, everybody was like, you know, I want to be a better husband oh, or man. I want to be, you know, better at work or it's like, man, I just got out of a relationship and I'm, I'm broken right now man. and I'm just trying to rebuild myself. And, and mind you, you can't see anybody. Right. Where it is completely dark. Yeah. We're in the middle of a mountain, just in a little opening yeah. from one ledge to another. Wow. And it's it's obviously it's strategic, right? Right. Of All this is planned. Of course. But it was done in a way where it felt organic, organic and yeah. authentic. And you again, everybody was open to the experience. So, you know, everybody, you know, kind of slowly but surely shared and kind of. After you do those things over the course of three days, you start to feel closer to people. You start to feel a little bit more vulnerable. Mm, you start to feel right. like you can open up more. Right. right. And even if you're a closed off person, like you, know, you kind of talked about people yeah. kind of see you as a mystery. Yeah. I get that same thing. But in that setting, I was like, you know, I'm here to learn. So right. Right. let me let me be open to learning. Man, I, I so, want to do that. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. So I think, I guess the closest thing I would say is like a camping trip. Yeah. Mm. Which we don't, I like camping actually. Yeah, uh, I'm a camper. I hunt. <laughs> yeah, oh man! See, you're the, you're the real Renaissance man <laughs> yeah, over I've here. Never done any of that? Like I, I've had some like some really good experiences camping and hunting. Uh, yeah, so where it was real quick going. Like I went to Uvalde, Uvalde Texas, um, and. It was a, you go hunting early in the morning, like you can't see. There's no ambient light, and so you got he headlamps, and it's just like what you're saying. Where right. Without that, you can't see in front of you, and there's like mountain lions out there. Absolutely. So you're crazy. like you're crazy. fearful, like, and you cannot hear them. You know. So I get to the blind, and I I actually fall asleep. Right. I fall asleep in the blind. The sun is rising and I can feel this warmth just like coming upon me. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm still kind of halfway out of it. And now the sun's like peering through like my eyelids. Right. Dude, I felt like I was being reborn again. Like I was like, this must be what it's like to be in our mother's womb. Like so warm. Wow. Man. And like I've and like I heard my heart. It was so quiet. I heard my heart beating. Man. Like, and that's just that was me hunting. Right. You know, yeah, like, nature is I learned from that trip, nature is very reformative. It's like grounding. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. you get regrounded. When you're exactly that's perfect. When you're out there in the middle of a mountain, I saw a moose. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that thing was huge. <laughs> yeah. Huge. And you're just you're just out there and you're so small. Mm. You're you're it's to, to, to everything around you, to the mountains, to the, this, to the, that, the trees that are hundreds of feet tall, all the BS is meaningless. Right. Mm. Yeah. It's, you're just, you're, that's, you're just this big. Right. Right. Damn. You might need to do a levels men's retreat trip. That would be dope. Just, just, just happened right just, here. That would be Just dope. like get away, you know, cause I mean, I mean, and I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because like we get so wrapped up and just. Life. Life. Absolutely. I mean, and it's got every, you know, everything's pulling at you. Everything's pulling at you. And just to break away, no right. phone, and it's like well, wilderness. <laughs> we're not going to break away completely because we're going to bring all the recording equipment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that, actually, that's like, we might need to do that. That'd be dope. We might need to do that. That'd be dope. Well, you, you ready to wrap things up? Man, I honestly, I don't. I mean, I don't either, but I, I mean, I know we got Emmy's on my case right I now. Got, <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, man, 
Like this has been been awesome. It's been fire. Like, like for real. For appreciate real. you yeah, coming. Like you're invited to come and do man. this again with us. Thank you all so much. Like, I, feel like, I feel like we need to do like a part two like on this. Just like, you know, make sure we have Darren back on the show again. Yeah. I man, mean, anytime. I, I think this was cool doing this format because like we kind of got out of our like you know business sales right just kind of like we're more real raw and just ourselves yeah and i think this is i don't even have to listen to this to know this is like my favorite one bro (laughs) my favorite man this is my favorite conversation i've had in a while so so thank you guys for For letting me come and chat and everything you guys brought to the conversation man it's been therapeutic and fun no this is good man it's awesome yeah. Awesome. So, and um, I guess in closing, uh, we will put uh, how to reach Darren if y'all want to get a hold yeah. of him. Put his IG. We'll put all that stuff in the show notes. Right. Right. Um, cool. We try to like put everything up there. So hopefully, people come and find you. And um, yeah, if y'all thought this was an interesting conversation, and like I said, we're still trying to figure out our show. You know, we're we're still in the infancy stages. Right. You know, if y'all want to hear more stuff like this? Let us know. Uh, we're more than happy to talk about it. Rue, you got anything? Man, I, I, I was going to add, like, I guess before we even close, it's like we can uh, let Darren share where, where people can find him and, mm-hmm. and people can, of course, go to show notes as well. Oh, um, just um, in terms <laughs> of social media, at uh, dgriff123, uh, griff with two Fs um, on Twitter and Instagram. So, yeah. Nice. Same, same for both. Same for both. Yeah. All right, easy enough. And yeah. we'll, we'll make sure to include that in the show notes as well. For yeah. sure. Most definitely. Awesome. Well, my sign out is boss up and blessings. So Y'all know it. <laughs> Peace. All right. Peace. Thanks for listening to Levels, the podcast. Hey, Rue. Where can they find us, man? People can find us on facebook.com slash levels.podcast. And that's going to be lvls.podcast or Instagram at levels underscore podcast and that is lvls underscore podcast follow like share you can also shoot us an email at levels.podcast at gmail.com that's lbls.podcast at gmail.com 